Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 151 of What a Beautiful Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm your other host, Andy, and it's time for another episode of What a Beautiful Podcast. Oh, oh, excuse me. A bit of a somber episode of What a Beautiful Podcast, because we've all now seen the conclusion to the Jedi's Bizarre Adventure Part 5 Golden Wind anime adaptation, and we're very sad that it's gone. I'm practically inconsolable so we're gonna spend a good chunk of this week's episode uh uh i guess unpacking those feelings and talking mm-hmm. about the one hour uh, finale and talking about how we feel about this adaptation as a whole so yes. we don't we don't got a lot of time to burn here so let's jump right in back where we left off with stone ocean at underworld part three where we last mm-hmm. left off jolene got sucked down a hole and now she's in a plane fucked up people did i get that yeah did i pretty much get that right yeah jolene and aramis are in a ghost plane that uh has all of the memories of the people that died on it when it crashed Mm. it's it's late late stage part six yeah it's it's (laughs) just very abstract at this point like obnoxiously abstract but it's fine it's fine. Let's uh, let's get through it. We're almost out of this, Jack. We're almost in heavy weather. And once you hit heavy weather, it's a fucking roller coaster ride to the end. So, roller coaster ride to hell. Literally, yeah. So let's get this going. All right, Aramis and Jolene are looking for an exit. <clears throat> Shit! Where is it? Look for the entrance, Aramis. It should be up on the ceiling. Look for where we came in on. What is this place, Jolene? Is this a hallucination? But everything feels so normal. We have to find an exit. Was there anyone coming to check the room with the hole in it? There has to be. The police or something had to have come. Did you see anyone? I I don't know. But even if the police were to come, they wouldn't be able to hear you. Is this an airplane? I didn't see anything like this when I was going down that hole. Aura! Uh, stone for you trying to punch a hole in the ceiling. Uh, was I this, this flight attendant? Just go for it. Miss, please don't punch the ceiling. Please sit down and be quiet. Uh, This is what came out of my mouth. This plane had left London and was heading for Dallas when we encountered some trouble concerning the fuel level. Also to remind everybody, she had this memory of the waitress, sorry, flight attendant, um, has the skull of a dead man poking out of her stomach because she was impaled by this guy when the plane crashed. This plane will be crashing in three minutes. Jolene roughly grabs the flight attendant. All right, then. Let me see the pilot. We have to land this thing safely. Take us to the cockpit. Ugh. Oh, Ugh. God. <laughs> yeah, this is the body horror coming in full force. Uh, the, the flight attendant starts to dissolve violently. It's no use. We weren't able to land safely. We crashed dissolves like melting 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 what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) thanks aries we all burned to death when we fell the plane exploded and my body excuse me sir i thought i told you to turn electronics off uh to this guy who's also melting next to a guy who's drinking beer while melting it's this is a shit show yeah it can't be 
I remember now. Flight 2862 to Dallas crashed near Orlando five to six years ago. These must go these guys must be ghosts. Nah, we're memories. We're just remnants of memories recorded by the Earth. What the hell are you trying to are you trying to say that we're actually in the airplane that crashed and this thing is actually gonna crash soon? I I like that these remnants are self-aware. That's a yeah. neat wrinkle. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you see that trope sometimes where the protagonists or whatever are, like, teleported to, like, a situation that is predestined to happen, uh, but everyone in the situation is like, oh, bop, ba, doop, da, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. But yeah. no, they're conscious. Uh-huh. Uh, Jolene rushes to the window of the airplane and sees Pucci and Versace standing outside. No, just, they're just chilling in this, like, hole. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, we're down here. We could be here for three days. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. A little under the weather, as it were. So, Poochie has a head cold for this week. Ah, okay. Can't you speed up the process? I sense weather report nearby. I don't think that he's near the hole, but he's definitely somewhere near the hospital. Shut the fuck up already. Stop confusing me. <laughs> Jesus. Poochie turns around. Don't take the, the Lord's name in vain, bitch. The fuck did you just say to me? Are you talking to me? Underworld's ability is to excavate the memories of the ground. Okay. Keep going, man. You can't stop with this. Dude, this is it. Can you imagine? That was the line that broke the camel's back. Like that, I, this I is can't. the Wheel of Fortune of Part 6. <laughs> the plane falls at a specific time. In two minutes or so. And please, don't forget that I was the one who pulled the other one, Ermes, into the hole too. I did this all for you. Now just leave it to me. Hmm... Uh, back to the plane, Jolene is furiously trying to undo the, the cabin door, trying to get that out. Hey, what are you doing, Jolene? Why are you touching that door? I can't find the exit on the ceiling, so the fastest way to take care of this is directly attack the stand user. You, flight attendant, switch the settings on this door to manual. Aramis, hold on to my rope again and hang on tight. Hmm. Huh? Wait! Isn't it bad to open the door when the plane's still moving? I mean, the air pressure! <laughs> As she's saying that, Jolene is already outside the plane. Sucked out by the air pressure towards Everybody, the priest. Nobody knows what's going on. No. I was wrong! Do it! Use the air pressure and slam into those motherfuckers! Thanks. Uh, Jolene tries to do exactly that, just uh, trying to obliterate Versace, but she can't because she's in a fighter plane. <laughs> He's in a fuck, fucking Tomcat. Mayday, mayday. It looks like I just got hit by a, oh. a MiG. Um, what, what's a MiG, Jack? A MiG is a type of Soviet airplane. Okay. Looks like I just hit by a MiG. I can't control the craft. Hey, who are you? Well, in any case, it looks like the back of the plane was hit. Can you go check how much damage was done? Oh, God. <laughs> this is the memory of a pilot that did not make it home because half of him is missing. He is bisected diagonally. 
Shoulder to dick. <laughs> Jack, you like that, Andy? Jack, can you imagine? You go, you're in the Air Force, and you go home, and you can tell this person's family that, and you're like, I'm sorry, babe. Your husband was bisected diagonally, shouldered to the dick. You have my greatest condolences. Oh, God. Fantastic. Uh, Jolene yanking on the string because she just landed. She landed in the cockpit of this fighter jet mm-hmm. uh, after she jumped out of the plane. And this is all still happening underground. Aramis is screaming in the plane as Jolene's string snaps. Ouch! What? Jolene! Stone free! Sending up her string through the hole. Oh, uh, let me be uh, McCoy. <clears throat> I think these are the same cops that uh, Anasui ran into. I hope so. Yeah, that's good continuity. Officer McCoy here. We've just arrived at the scene of the crime. I have no idea what's going on. I can't tell how deep it is from the surface, but there's a large hole in the ground. Uh, Into his walkie-talkie, Jolene's uh, string nabs it, yanks it down. Back to the priest. Jolene Cujo's skills have been sharpened in prison. I've already calculated what she would do if her attack against you failed. This is why she left the airplane. She was waiting for the police. She was waiting for them to use the radio. And now she's going to try to contact her allies. That police radio can be used to call cell phones as well. Shut the fuck up already. Am I losing? Huh? Hey, Mr. Priest, I'm still winning here, aren't I? Mm. Not. Mm. Mm. Eh. Alright, Underworld card. You want to take this, Andy? Sure. Stand name, Underworld. Stand user, Versace. Strength, none. Speed, C. Range, apart- approximately the whole city of Orlando, Florida. <laughs> I would love to see the kanji for this. <laughs> Just like a couple, a couple of symbols and then big all caps, Florida. <laughs> Staying power C, precision none, developmental potential slash learning none. Ability, it can remember and replay memories stored in the ground. For example, plane crashes or plane crashes or memories of people who are just casually crossing the street. Versace remembers when and for how long an event occurred, and he could draw these memories out, like taking documents out of a folder. His ability extends across the whole of Orlando, Florida. Maybe that's why Orlando is so cursed. Because this yeah, guy is floating around. It remembers. Around. Yeah. Florida remembers what you've done to it. <laughs> uh, oh, Underworld Part 4, we get Versace backstory. It's, yeah, it's going to be like a Part 5 backstory. Do you want to do all the narration? Yeah, I'll do okay. it. Okay. Um, I just want to point out, like... All right, I'll do that, and then I'll point out that they're uh, at uh, Disney World. Yeah, I'll take the bit characters, so you don't have to agree. Yeah. Although Donatello Versace didn't know who his real father was, he soon became sick of his stepfather, a man who blatantly favored Versace's stepsisters and did nothing but tell long stories of his womanizing ways. Versace decided to run away from home. He was 13. He didn't have any money, so he knew he'd have to go back home in a few days. But as he was looking for a place to spend the night, a pair of shoes fell from the sky. <laughs> do you what? remember this bit, Andy? And I do not remember just... this bit, but they sure are at Disney World. 
Although a very rough approximation of Disney World. A, a caricature. <laughs> yeah. Um, Versace has the same backstory as the main character from Holes. I'm just pointing that out. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's this. That is a, a pair very of... weird fact to it. <laughs> I don't know. Today's, this week's the cough week, folks. Yeah, sorry, sorry. guys. Every, all of us got sick. We're... We all got fucking oh, ill. God. Oh, God. It was a pair of baseball shoes, and they smelled very good. He gazed up at the sky. Did someone toss them from the roof? But they looked so new. The size was 28 centimeters. They were way too big for him, but he liked the clacking noise the spikes made when he walked, so he kept them on. Clack, clack, clack. He looked so happy. I know, right? It wasn't long until police cars came, and he was arrested. The judge told him, this is not a formal hearing. We're just going to ask you some questions, all right? Did you steal them? Those shoes were Ichiro's shoes that he was planning to give away to children with disabilities as a gift. They had even been signed. If they had been sold to some baseball fanatics, they would have sold for at least $10,000. The police had been desperately searching for these shoes. Versace, still just 13 years old, told the truth. <laughs> they they fell. fell from the sky. The you should be ashamed stealing from less fortunate children. You need to be straightened out in a juvenile detention facility. Is this the same judge that put away Jolene? Yeah, I don't think probably. it is. <laughs> I don't think it is, but the Florida judges or Japanese because they're talking about Ichiro. I don't know. Man, who knows? The judge found him guilty, only on circumstantial evidence, and sentenced him to six months in juvenile detention. Versace's parents did not object. <laughs> okay. Four months later, the real culprit confessed to this crime. He was a professional burglar who figured that he would be caught immediately because Ichiro's shoes were so famous. That was when he decided to drop the shoes into a ventilation shaft to be rid of them. When it was finally discovered that Versace had been wrongly condemned, he was already in mind and body, too weak to even move. Oddly enough, there was a hole in the fields of the tension hall, and one day Versace slipped, and right when he extended his hand to break the fall, he saw the knife that had been buried there, and he stabbed his own hand. What do you think you're doing, kid? I was hiding that knife there, you know. That's what the guards said to him the next day. He was only three years older than Versace, but had already gone, but already balding and growing fat. He bullied Versace and often hit him. Even though his hand was treated by a doctor two weeks later, his wound was still expelling pus and also worms. Yeesh. Yikes. Expelling he soon worms. Fell sick. Mm -hmm. He soon fell sick with a high fever and almost died. Ever since, Versace lived a secluded life, trying to keep away from the public eye. One day, as he urinated against the wall, why is it always piss? The wall began to crumble <laughs> and revealed the skeleton of a long-dead woman. And now, I finally know my, why my life's been messed up all this time. My ability, Underworld... But even though I'm able to control this power now, am I supposed to thank Father Pucci for helping me? No. The blood that runs through my veins is Dio's. 
Poochie, so do you really think that you're that important? Do you think I wouldn't stuff you in that plane as well? Ooh, I haven't cross. failed yet. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm losing my patience with this priest. He's just like that judge who only validates her own opinion. I am the invincible one in here. Anything is possible if I use Underworld. Scrabbles in the dirt, scrabbles in the dirt. Finds another Poochie in the ground. Okay. Why hmm. is he the only one on the new moon? Maybe I could acquire Dio's ability instead. <coughs> Excuse me. And not the priest. I have the right to it, too. I'm his son. Pulls out a disc from the, the memory of Poochie. Hmm. He's pulling a memory disc out of the memory Poochie that's in yeah. the rock in the hole. Hmm. Mm. This is Weather Report's memory disc. Careful with that. <laughs> Maybe I can use this. I want the ability to go to heaven. Smash cut back to Jolene and Aramis. Jolene! Uh, Jolene is still stuck in this fighter jet. Uh, yelling into the walkie-talkie. Emporio! Pick up the phone, Emporio! Hey, you! What kind of plane is this? How the hell do I get out? There's gotta be a way to get out of this thing while still sitting down. I've seen it in the movies. Tell me how to do it. There's a button on the seat that handles control that it, on the seat handle that controls the eject mechanism. But I didn't try to escape. I hit the ground before I could do it. That's what happened. That's why no one's gonna be able to leave this plane. The button doesn't work anyway. Emporio on the other line. What's wrong? Why did you call me so quickly? Emporio! Emporio, right now, Aramis is in a plane that's going to crash. The plane is in a big hole in the floor of the hospital. I'm flying in a fighter jet or something. It's going to crash, too. Find a way for us to get out. Uh... uh <laughs> new phone, who dis? <laughs> Father Poochie. Do we need Jolene's body? They weren't able to retrieve the pilot's body when his plane crashed. It was blown to smithereens. Hello. Calm down, Jolene. I don't understand what you're saying at all. <laughs> I'm going to head to the hospital right now. Don't. Listen, Emporio. We're trapped in past events right now. <laughs> Can you imagine someone saying that to you? No. I'm trapped in past events. This crash is already predetermined. The only way to avoid this is to escape, but I can't escape. It's no use. We have no time left. We don't even have a minute until Jolene's plane crash. Oh, God. The fighter jet is crashing into the airplane. Is that what happened to this thing? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> what was uh, happening in, the, in Orlando airspace? This guy got hit by a, a Russian gun and then crash his jet into this passenger plane. I don't know. It's terrible. Florida <laughs> uh, sucks, kinda yo. <laughs> Jolene is just kind of shell-shocked. She buckled up in the fighter jet, by the way. Mm -hmm. Pointing that out. Huh? Uh, the, the fan. It, it didn't blow up, Emporio. Even though I ran the jet into the plane, it didn't explode. Of course it didn't. If the jet hit the ground in the past, then it won't explode until it hits the ground. Until then, no matter what you do, the plane won't blow up. 
Oh, so she's the one that moved it, like, oh, crashed okay. into the... Okay, alright. Jolene! Emporio, what should I do next? Let's see. Six years ago, on Flight 2682, miraculously, there were two survivors. I'm looking up right now on my ghost computer, but you should head towards those seats. You With can't my es- ghost Wi-Fi. <laughs> It's like, it's just a mono computer monitor with a keyboard plugged into the back of it, somehow online. <laughs> Maybe he's got, like, Encyclopedia, or he's got Encarta, like, on the computer. Yeah. You can't escape from that airplane, but if this is a, if this is really an event that occurred in the past, if you sit in those two seats, you're going to survive the crash. Hurry, Emporio, find out which seats they are. That's Jolene Cujo for you. She always finds a way to create her own path, even in situations like this. Let's see if you're also able to make quick decisions on your own, Versace. Shut up. You think you're superior to me, huh? Part 5. Let's go. Uh, Emporia. Oh. I found it. An old newspaper recorded the two seats that the survivors were sitting in at the time of the crash. Run, Jolene! The seats are in economy class, 51D and F. They are all the way at the back of the plane. And the plane really did crash at 9.33. They weren't lying. We see Underworld skittering around the inside of the plane. The enemy's inside! He's trying to get to the seats before we do. He's trying to destroy those seats! Uh, let's see, what does Underworld sound like? Um, Versace. It just sounds like Versace? Okay. Yeah. 32 seconds until impact. It's not that big of a deal. I just have to prevent them from sitting. Doing so would mean their end. Punch! Uh, tr- like, punches a bit of the entire fuselage into Underworld. Mm. Go! Aramis, protect those seats! If we can secure those seats and survive the crash, we'll be able to confront the stand user. We have to survive and beat the shit out of him. Hmm. So I wasn't able to destroy the seats, but you'll never be able to get there. You only have 21 seconds. I'm going to repeat myself. I'm going to repeat it again, just in case. The only seats that are safe are 51 D and F. You can't sit in any other seat. According to the records, all of the other seats were blown away when the plane crashed. Those seats were lucky. They endured because the impact created a vacuum around them. Once once you get in the seats, put your seatbelts on. If you don't protect yourselves with your seats, you're going to get severely injured. They go back to the end of the plane. Uh, the memories of the survivors of the plane crash, Jolene just yanks them out of the seat. Move it! We're taking these seats! Whoa! Whoa! What are you two up to? Shut up! Go away! You guys aren't even real. You're just the records of who survivor of the survivors were. You're not a human, and you're not a ghost. You're probably alive somewhere right now, anyway. Move it, Jolene. It's time. Put your seatbelt on. Uh, Jolene is looking at one of the seats that has a, a little girl with bandages on her, and she's it looks like she's real injured. Hey, kid, move it! Why the hell are you sitting there? Wait, Aramis! Uh, what? 
Now mm. a kid, a kid with prosthetic legs falls into the, the other seat. What's happening here? Oh God! What? What are you two doing here? Oh no! Fuck! This isn't my room. Where am I? It's time for them to change my bandages, and after that, I have to take a nap and drink my medicine. From the ceiling, you two are no way. They're they're not memories, and we're definitely not hallucinating either. Hey, where are the nurses? They're real kids. That bastard must have pushed these two down into the hole. And a third one, just for good measure. Masaki's just pulling. <laughs> he's just pulling sick kids out of the roof. Oh my god! <laughs> my god. I don't need to destroy those seats. Jolene Kujo, don't forget your seatbelt. But you're going to have to move those kids out of the way first. Then you'd be able to survive. You'd save your own lives. But by the time you got out of that plane, you'd feel intense guilt for what you've done. Killing innocent children just so you can live. You'd have to fight me, Versace, with that heavy weight on your shoulder. Would anyone like to have that strength? Would anyone like that have the strength left to fight? Underworld is in a physically strong stand, but it's powerful enough to kill once the enemy has been weakened in spirit. Mm. Jolene! The priest doesn't like this. Yeah, no, he doesn't like this at all. He, he's very offended by these tactics. He's a man of God, after all. This is. Yes, this is still fucked is. up. Jolene, what are you doing? Hello? What's wrong? Who are you talking to? <laughs> Army's jaw has been unhinged so far. Oh, yeah, like a snake. <laughs> Shit! The blade's rocking back and forth now. Jolene, we have to just... We have to... Oh, my God. We have to sit two to a seat. No. no. Then we'd all die. It's only one to a seat. And besides, there are three kids here. I don't know why that sentence was so hard to say. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, the kid without legs says, Are these your seats? Well, I'm not very good at standing, but I'm sorry. I'll try to get up now. Oh, my God. Damn. (laughs) It's time. Two seconds till impact. One second. And now, Jolene! Oh, wow. The entire front of this plane explodes. Really well drawn. This rules. Look at this thing. Jolene and Aramis' hair gets blown back. The whole thing goes up in smoke. You win, Versace. But you sent three kids in there. You had one extra. Don't you feel guilty? No way. It wasn't my fault. It's all because Jolene used her radio to call her a friend. They were the ones who found out about those seats. And anyway, I did this all for you, Father Poochie. Hey, look, Versace. Oh. Oh. One of the memories of the survivors in the seats has Kiss's sticker on them and comes out. I'm going to do this because I need to cough. Ah, fuck you. (laughs) (coughs) And uh, his head splits because he has the Kiss sticker on him. Oh. What? The child is inside this man, or this oh. ghost, whatever yeah. the fuck it is. 
the old man who survived. The memory of the survivor. No matter what happens, he'll live. That's Aramis' sticker. She split his body in two and put the children in there. Where's Aramis? Then, then where did Jolene Cujo go? Let's finish Underworld this Part 6. We're there. We're there. We're yeah, here. Let's finish this bitch. Let's go. Where's Hermes? And the lady survivor has an air, has a kiss sticker on her as well. Hermes, she hid herself inside the body of the woman that survived. The priest is nonplussed. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, Hermes just schloops out of this woman like a skin. <laughs> this is a pretty classic schlorping situation. Yeah, we haven't had one of those in a while. Because if I think back to, like, part two and part three, there was a lot of slurping oh. sh- going on back then. There's a reason we have an episode called Maximum Slurpage. Oh, God. That's episode six. We got <laughs> on the ground floor. Oh, memories. Okay. Yeah. Shit, Hermes. But Jolene is dead. There was no way Jolene could have found a way out of that crash. Eh, never say never. Mm-hmm. If I were you, I wouldn't take this situation so lightly. You bastard. Whose side do you think you're on? Uh-oh. Out of Aramis' mouth comes a little string. Uh-oh. It can't be! The string wraps around Versace's foot, and Jolene pops out behind a rock, and she's all strings. Tell me that she turned into strings and Hermes swallowed her. Oh, I didn't even... Is this a Vor thing? Fuck. It's, it's a fucking Vor thing, Jack. I, I'm pretty sure. That's... Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yep. Read the Jolene, line. Jolene unraveled as much of her body as she could into string. Then she entered my body so she could protect herself against the impact. Gross. <laughs> No, that's what Poochie says. It's fucking gross. <laughs> what now, Versace? Instead of weakening from the psychological attack, she's coming at you angrier than ever with her sense of justice. Step, step. Underworld! Bam! Like, Underworld tries to do a thing. Jolene sandwiches that hand. Go yeah, and just destructive force none, bitch. Destructive force none. Ora gives him the old chin music, like punctures a lung, uh, throws him at Poochie. Poochie kind of just like does a uh, just like a shoulder swivel, dodges. Mm-hmm. Uh, Versace is hanging by his feet in this hole. I won't let you dig up more memories from the ground. And now we finally got you cornered, Poochie. You want me to kill the fuck, or should both of us do it? It looks like you lost, Versace. Jolene Cujo's destiny was stronger than yours, it seems. Uh, uh, uh. Go, Jolene! Finish that asshole off! Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. Weather report! Throws the memory disc of weather report uh, to Underworld and skitters up out of the hole. Everyone is confused. 
Poochie's jo- like, where did, where, wait, what? <laughs> he does a little, like a little Giorno thing. Just yeah. Like, what? So, how did that work? Because Underworld got the memory of the, uh, I, you know what? Not going to think too hard it's about it. It's not worth it. It's nope. not worth it. What the fuck? What did it just do? Anyway, Jolene, just finish him off. When did you steal it? When you got blown away by Jolene's punch? Give it back. Hand it back to me. You don't know what you're doing. Sorry, but I'm gonna live, Poochie. I finally have control over my powers. Me, someone who's never, ever, never even been able to stand up straight. I finally know what I was born to do. Uh Uh-oh. You don't understand anything. He must not retrieve his memory, at least not for another three days. I can't die here. I have a right to be happy. The hell? What are you talking about? Jolene, just finish the fucker off. (laughs) She's just standing there. She's... (laughs) Ernie has such bloodlust right now. Yeah. You won't be able to kill me. He's going to get his memory back. I know it. And when he does get his memory back, he won't be your ally. I know because I read his disc. Read it in the disc. Memory? Is he talking about weather? Was that what he threw? His memory disc? Weather Report wasn't put in prison just because he lost his memory. He doesn't remember how to use his stand to its fullest potential. The forbidden power that his brother... Poochie. Big twist, ladies and gentlemen. Hey! 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 Abagool, okay. Abagool. Thought he sealed forever. So, you used Underworld to read what happened in the disc? Versace, you're nothing more than a sack made of straw. Don't think that you can invade upon the fortress that Dio and I have created. Pucci is like, is like it's Dio's husband, and he's jealous of their kid because Dio's paying more attention to the kid. And he's like, you can't take away my beautiful husband Dio away from me, child. Yeah, you do not know what you are reckoning with. <laughs> hmm. Looks like he finally remembers. Here he comes. Oh God! They all look up. A rainbow. There's our rainbow. The devil's rainbow. It must be heavy weather. Back to Anasuian weather. Weather? What's wrong? Where's Jolene? Why the hell are you curled up like that? We'll find out why next time. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm so glad. Okay. Next episode is going to be crazy yeah uh heavy weather is is basically the requiem of part six it's 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 batshit insane it's absolutely nuts <laughs> yeah it has the same sort of structure um the content whoo whoa boy uh weather report is about to uh, is just imagine being one guy and then learning that you were not that guy and then becoming the old guy really fast and wow <laughs> Our boy Weather Report's in for some shit. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have to contend with a few uh, demons. Mm-hmm. All right. But that's well, it we, for we Stone Ocean this that. week. 
We're going to just nail a little pin right into that. Because we really got to talk about Golden Wind, Jack. So All right. the first thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about the finale. Mm -hmm. take, from, take, it, take it from the top. We'll go through this bitch. So, first of all, we got to talk about the opening, right? <laughs> got to yes. talk about the opening of episode 38. Yes. Oh, my God, dude. I'm, I'm just bringing it up on Crunchyroll right now. Just so I can look at it and experience what happens. Mm-hmm. So, episode 38, Gold Experience Requiem. Yeah. The opening... So you know how uh, Diablo stole the opening, right? Like the Jordan villains always do. They always yeah. steal the openings. Mm -hmm. it's cool. Jordo and G.E.R. are so overpowered that they are the first protagonists to steal the opening back mm -hmm. in, in what I can only describe as the most like amazing moment so far. Honestly, he strikes the Dio pose. All of the stuff that Diablo was doing in the opening gets reversed. Like, mm -hmm. oh, God. Oh, God. I'm so excited. I just knocked my pop filter out of place. That's how crazy this is. <laughs> yeah, like <coughs> the ground that uh, Diablo split reforms. The blood drops come back. Diablo sees 17 versions of himself. Uh, gold experience is punctured. And Gold Experience Requiem comes out of it like a beetle shedding its skin. Um, and just annihilates Diavolo. And then it, mm -hmm. it goes right into the episode. Yep. Like, that's it. And when we last left off, uh, Diavolo was getting the Muda, to, the Muda to end all Mudas, literally. What was it, like six pages of Muda? Yeah, it was no, it was no uh, Chocolata, but... This is a different kind of Muda. This is an existential uh, god Muda. Like <laughs> yeah, because he gets mooded into um, an unending hell dimension. Yeah, so let's talk about the infinite death loop. Because the anime did a pretty good job of getting, getting what's happening across. Yeah, Diavolo punched into the, the whatever river. Um, dying... Just able to pull himself out into a sewer, uh, gets stabbed by a crazy homeless man who's on the drugs that his gang has been selling. Just a fun little fact. Yeah, just a little bit of a nice poetic irony. <laughs> yeah, and is stabbed like twice and then dies and wakes up in a morgue. Where he is then <laughs> dissected. Oh god, and the the nurse, I guess, in this weird pocket universe thinks he's dead. He can't move his body, but he is conscious. Yeah, I wonder, like... You think... No, this is just a thought experiment. Okay. Um, the uni Like, the universe that Diablo is dying in is still, like, the current one. Like, in this universe, Giorno is still, like around and beat him he's just popping up and dying different places right he's just like well what's happening is is like the best way to explain the infinite death loop i think is that it's it's literally just what gold experience requiem does he leaves the uh leaves the cause but takes away the effect so mm -hmm. he keeps dying over and over again but he never gets to the effect to the resolution 
aka the part where he's dead. actually dead. So the he only way the only way for it. that paradox to correct itself is for him to be stuck in an infinite loop where he just keeps almost dying over and over and over again because the universe is trying to fix the problem that Gold Experience Requiem creates with his ability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's just stuck like that for infinity. Uh, of all of the uh, villain deaths that have happened in JoJo and will happen in JoJo, this is the most horrifying. Easily. Yeah. Like, the <laughs> unending death. I mean, Cars is still up in orbit somewhere, not thinking. But Cars' brain eventually shuts off. Like, he eventually is able to force himself to go comatose forever. Uh, yeah. Diablo uh, is just in a constant state of fear. 24-7. Yeah, when he runs into that little girl and is like, get away from me! You're gonna yeah. kill me! Mm-hmm. And he just falls off a cliff. Yeah. Like, alright, buddy. This is what all of this has gotten you. Yep, um, you absolute fuckstain. And the whole time that uh, G.E.R. was doing all this, uh, Jorno was basically like, Jorno was his stand. He wasn't mm-hmm. communicating. He didn't seem like he was conscious. Because Gold Experience Requiem was telling all this to, to Diablo and even was like, I don't think Jorno knows what's going on. And then when mm. we, cut, when, when we cut, cut back to Jorno being in control again, he's like, yeah, I have no idea what the fuck just happened. Yeah, what, what was that? Yeah. Neat detail. Um, on the eye catch for the episode, it has the stand card of GR. Um, <laughs> the stand power uh, for each of the categories just says none in Japanese. It's just like, what is this? No one really knows. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's easy to joke about GER and say how overpowered he is, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's clearly on purpose. It's clearly the point. Like, this isn't just, like, a a rocky power creep. Like, no, not at all. Because nothing nothing else ever gets this powerful again. No, this is the only thing that's ever uh, to this extent. It was just to serve the theme, which is all part five ever tried to do, really, was mm-hmm. to get its, get its theme across. And boy, howdy, does it ever with the uh, epilogue, which is uh, designed specifically to say, well, you don't know what the theme of part five is yet? Well, I'm literally going to take this jackhammer and put mm-hmm. it into your frontal lobe until you get it. Because we get a little soliloquy from uh, Bruno at the end. Is that Bruno? Yeah, it's Bruno talking. Yeah. yeah. Um, About the sleeping slave and setting that slave free. And that leads right into the epilogue, which is titled Sleeping Slave. Mm -hmm. Fate is the sleeping slave, and we've set that slave free. Um, That's what our victory is. While Narancia, Baccio, and Bruno fade in the clouds. And uh, Giorno looks meaningfully down at the stand arrow. So long story short, the theme of part five, every jo- <coughs> all of JoJo, a central theme of JoJo is fate. But the theme of part five is accepting that fate is, you can't control your fate, but you can break free of it. That's mm-hmm. the theme. That you're always going to have to meet your fate, but you can at least make the most of what you have. Mm-hmm. That's that's the theme of part five. The and, struggling against your given fate versus right. Diavolo. Um, who just cheats. He who cheats. believes he can make his own fate and he is mistaken. 
Right, because all King Crimson really does is skip over the bad parts. He says, well, I don't like this, so fuck it. He yeah. thinks that he is above it. Whereas Giorno doesn't see himself as above fate, but he he can he's able to control the the feeling of helplessness that Diavolo has and use that to his advantage. And that's yeah. why Diavolo fails because he cheats and he's scared of his mm-hmm. own fate. Yeah, and he doesn't accept that uh, he he is not in control of his fate and tries to get around it to his own downfall. Right. So. I don't think we need to explain everything that happens in Sleeping Slaves. You can go back no. to our older episode. To, yeah, to... we we did the read through. Um, yeah, really good adaptation of it. Obviously, oh yeah, everything of up to this point has been magnificent. Um, good to see Fugo again uh, for a little bit. I love Mister's batshit uh, uh, cannibalism speech. Oh at the god, table. I love that. <laughs> and Abaccio just it's like it's because we eat meat. Meat. <laughs> I, I like that everyone just puts up with his crazy ramblings. It's great. Yeah. I love Mista so much. I'm Mrs. really glad he survived. Gem. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. So I honestly like everybody's gonna have their opinion on Sleeping Slaves. Jack and I are both of the mind that it is is good. It's good yeah. that it's there. Some people, A good coda. Yeah, good coda. Because really. The climax, uh, the, the actual ending of part five is, is basically as soon as Jorno gets gold experience Requiem, it's over. Because the mm-hmm. whole, the whole uh, conflict was getting the arrow. That was the real, the Requiem arc is the real final fight. Because there really is no big brawl like there is in part four and part three, you know. The actual no. fight was the race to get to the arrow. Yeah, Whoever got the arrow first won. So Jorno got the arrow, so it was over. Everything else after that is just gravy, basically. Oh, it's beautiful, beautiful gravy. Yeah, so... Yeah. So I don't really see... I mean, I guess just because people aren't really thinking about it like that. They just... They're watching it, and then Seeking Slays happens, and it's like, huh? What the what? fuck is this? <laughs> I didn't want this. Yeah. But anyway, it was great. And then we cut to... The last page of the comic, which, again, beautifully adapted. Uh, we see the scene from the opening with the window opening and the, and, uh, the man kissing the other man's hand. Except this time the person opening the window is Mista in a great alternate color scheme. Oh, this is purple Mista, right? Yeah, purple Mista. And mm-hmm. they actually added stuff to this scene that wasn't in the manga. So they added little tributes to Abaccio, Narancia, and Buccellati on the little table there that wasn't mm-hmm. in the manga so yeah the zipper very, very the flowers and the wine yeah yeah really um, nice touch a pull the turtles there he's I, with them i love the because there's a little bit after sleeping slaves that cuts back to the uh, end of the uh gold experience requiem uh fight um, right and right. pull the little ghost just like poking out of the turtles like well I I'm guess here. I'll just stay like this for a while. He's basically like, I guess I'm just going to let myself die one of these days, but eh, yeah. whatever. There, there's TV down here. I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, I I would be, I mean, it's not a great situation, but it's a nice little little studio apartment in that turtle. Yeah, uh, there's better worse than things, dead. right? Yeah. <laughs> he just exists as a ghost. I mean, Polterov's basically immortal, and he has all the amenities he could ever want. It's a nice I mean, reward. It can be a reward for all of his sure, struggles. 
Sure. And just like relaxing for a couple of years, being the right hand turtle of this. Yeah, and mafia when he gets dog. bored, just uh, shuffle off to the next world. It's like, well, well, see you later. Um, yeah. And when Purple Mista opens the window, a golden wind flows through, mm-hmm. which is a nice touch. Um, but yeah, everyone is now swearing loyalty to uh, Black Suit Giorno. So good. Medicos. S- Medicos. Yeah, where is Come that? On. Where is that at, Medicos? Come the, on. <laughs> they said they're doing another Giorno for One Fest 2020. All Maybe right, it's well, gonna be this one. That would be so cool. Get you want Medicos? You want to know how to get Jack to buy another SAS? There it is. Oh, I I, I wouldn't buy it, but it'd be so cool. <laughs> Jack, Jack's figure figure purchasing habits are very. You can never guess them. You can never, you can no, never track No, the only them. other SAS I would get besides the ones I have is maybe uh, Weather Report, Anasui, and Diver Down. Mm-hmm. Like, just just to have them, because I really like that pair. Yeah. Um, that, that's a fun, that's a fun group. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably dirt cheap these days, too. Like, no one, no one wants those. <laughs> the guys are cheap. I never bothered with the stands for Part 6, because they were kind of hard to come by at the time. Maybe Especially they're easier kiss. now. Yeah, fuck Kiss, dude. I mean, same thing with Stone Free. Aww. What? I don't know. I just mean, like, they were hard to get. Oh, oh, I thought you were saying, like, the designs. I was like, oh, No, 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 no. It was just, they were hard to get when I was buying in them. And and I was just, like, at the time, I was like, well, I'm not really enough of a Part 6 mark to want to spend all kinds of money on this, so whatever. That's fair. Um... But yeah. Anyway, let's, let's sum up part five. Let's do our uh, retrospective on the adaptation. So, yeah, so that's that. I'm really sad it's gone. It feels like it's been with us for so long. I mean, I guess part four was the same thing, right? All of a sudden, it just ended. And, yeah, it just stops, and, and we had JoJo nothing. Friday is gone. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Easy come, easy go. But you know, there's gonna be some recency bias here. But I think that this is David Pro's best work so far. I, I feel pretty strongly about that. I feel that this is tied with part four and that both are very, very good. Yeah. I think part five is only lessened by the three recap episodes we had. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was annoying. But that... The thing with that, though, is it only matters if you're watching it week to week. So I guess, you know, as an experience, it hampered the experience. But Yeah, but overall, it it did not detract too, too much. But I'm still putting it on the same level as Part 4, which is a compliment. Because I think yeah. the Part 4 adaptation is functionally perfect. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, it's hard for me to say that it's better than the Part 4 adap- adaptation. It's... They're just yeah, both they're really too different. good. Yeah. yeah, it's just that... The Golden Wind adaptation had just something about it, like the the arts, the the. I feel like the art style just felt so complete in this. Like they, this is their apex of of translating the manga art to the to the screen. You know. Yeah, it's because part four, the anime adaptation, as good as it is, the the art style in the anime did not really look like the manga. No, there was a lot of like fixing around, making it look like the ending of part four. Like, cause yeah. there's, the, the part four has a lot of art transition that part five, part five kind of has a settled style yeah. for the most part. Um, so it could just be, is what it is, but it definitely feels like 
the part five anime really matched the tone and look the manga has going for it. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Yeah. Which is probably the one that comes the closest to doing that out of all the other parts. Because, like, even as, like, as like, hyper-faithful of an adaptation as part three does, the, the art style doesn't really match. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It was, it was something. But, yeah. like, going back to part three and looking at it, it's just like, wow, you really evolved this. Uh-huh. You, you did yeah, something, you should like, try going really back. special. Go watch some Phantom Blood, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I absolutely not. <laughs> shit is wild. Everything's sharp angles. Like, mm-hmm. you could slice cheese with uh, Jonathan's chin. Yeah, it's... I still rewatch that season one Blu-ray pretty, pretty regularly. It's yeah. fun. It's fun and it's quick. Well, I mean, part two is just, part two still holds up. Oh, yeah. Part two still rips. Like, yeah, I don't think anything slaps. could make, uh, like, part two bad to watch. Yeah. And, like, that, and that, and part two was made on, like, ten bucks. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. It kind of looks it, too. But. Yeah, it doesn't look great, but neither does the manga. The part two manga was a mess, if you can remember that far back. Yeah, I do. I think about it fondly. <laughs> yeah. It was a good mess, but it was a mess. The anime's yeah. definitely tighter. Uh, but, just. You know, just to focus more on part five, I just think, like, there was no arcs other than Green Day and Oasis that I felt like went on too long. Everything no, was pretty snappy. No, I, I was typing, looking through, like, the different arcs, and, like, it tightened up all the train stuff. Like, yeah, the train, remember, like, we were reading the manga, I felt like we were never going to get off that fucking train. Yeah, we were on the train for a long time, but yeah. it, we were on the train for, like, maybe a month in the anime, like, four episodes, and then it was, yeah. like, bang, bang, boom. Baby face, Yeah, that done. was great. Uh, and, and the Green Day Oasis problem isn't isn't David Pro's fault, that's just the source material. Yeah, it's bitch. just too long. It's yeah, just it's just a quirk of the source material, so can't really dock him for that. No. Uh, that, that would be unkind. Yeah, wouldn't be good. So, yeah, I mean, again, like, I pretty much think, like, just like the part four, like you said, it was, like, functionally perfect. I don't know what I would really change about it. Yeah, there's nothing, like, because if you take out those recap episodes, then you're three episodes of material short, and honestly, I would rather they have made those, like, three recap episodes than, like, stretch out the material more than they needed to. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, they're not going to put those on the Blu-ray. So once the Blu-ray comes out, it's going to be a real nice flow. Oh, you don't think they'll they'll have those on there? I don't think so. I hope mm. not. Ugh. Hey, you never know. Ugh. I'll delete them. I'll find some way to delete them. <laughs> yeah, like go in, edit the Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. So, I, was, I was just looking at part six SAS for a second to, to also be <laughs> honest with you. Um, I didn't know that, uh, the Diego Brando SAS was $300. Yeah, because it's still one fest exclusive. Those absolute bastards That's still did not get it. Same thing with Prejute and D4C. All those it, motherfuckers have not gotten a regular release yet. Yeah, it, criminal. Medicos, how are you still doing this? How have I had Funny Valentine for almost a year, but I can't buy fucking D4C? Like, are you kidding me? Out of the damn minds. Um, Where's yeah. Tusk Act 4? <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> Where's Ball Breaker? Actually, if they it came is... with the horses, that would be cool. 
Yeah, because I right, so you can't have ball breaker without the horse, right? So that that got me thinking, because I was originally pretty pissed that ball breaker didn't come with the gyro, because it only needs to be like less than an inch, like they, an inch of plastic. They couldn't make that happen. But I, I guess not. Yeah, better come with the fucking horse, Medicos. <laughs> better come you. with the fucking horse. I'm gunning for you, you bastards. You know what I want, and it's it's, and it's a Yasuho. SAS. That's what I want. So any kind know. of updated uh, part eight, part eight SAS would be so welcome and enjoyable. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Like an on model gappy. Like, get out of here. Yeah, I agree. I want that so bad. But anyway, so I don't know what how much more else there is to say other than to say that part five anime is really good. So here's a fun topic, Jack. What yeah. are your hopes for the Stone Ocean anime? I cuz they they got to do all the arcs cuz people would riot if they actually like cut something out even though I think they could cut out some one or two of those stand of the week arcs like maybe it's just personal opinion um, yeah let me bring up part 6 again like let's go down the list real quick cuz we got we got time like yeah, you got all the intro stuff. You got Aramis, uh The whole, I think the beginning of Stone Ocean is still pretty strong. Um, yeah. Stone Ocean has a weak middle. Everything yes. up to Operation Savage Garden is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then once uh, Sports Max comes in, like Sports Max is gonna be a whole episode. I wish that he didn't have to be. Um, the real strength of the adaptation would be how they handle the Punishment Ward arc. Yes, I think that's going to make or break it. And personally, I think they, I mean, I think they should just take take the fucking knife to it, man. Just gut the bitch. I think they need to do what they did with the last uh, three arcs of uh, Part 4, where they slam them together like mishmash them in three episodes because I do not want to have an episode that's the all of uh, Jolene's fight with Guard Westwood. I don't want to have an, uh, that followed by a Dragon's Dream episode, followed by. But Yo-Yo the problem Ma is, episodes. is that in part those episodes in part four, they were all from different character perspectives at different times. The Punishment Ward stuff—it's just Jolene getting the shit kicked out of her consecutively. For like thirty chapters, they could combine. <sighs> Fuck yeah, you're right. Cause the end. Cause like, even though Foo Fighters fights Dragon's Dream for a bit, that's not till the end. Yeah. Ugh. So unless they're like they come up with some kind of genius idea, I think the only hope for that middle section, man, is to just gut the bitch. Just uh, find some way to cut it down. Cut everything down. Uh, I have faith. I have faith they'll be able to do that and make it interesting. I mean, even if they could just do all the fights in one episode apiece, like if we get like three or four yeah. episodes to do the entire Punishment Ward arc, yeah, yeah, that okay. would that'd be, that yeah, would be, be like excellent. Planet Waves, Dragon's Dream, Yo Yo Ma, uh, see you later, Foo Fighters, and that's it. And then we yeah. go on to Pursuer. Jailhouse lock and the rest of it, which is fine, which is gold. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the key. That I, I think the way they handle punishment ward is going to be huge, and I think 
That's really it, really. That's really the only major change I would suggest, I guess. That's that's pretty much other than tightening up the script, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, like the translation that we read is not. I, it's gonna be fine. Like the part five anime translation is good. Part six will be fine. It's I'm not really worried about that at this point in the game. Um, We're we're past that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for us. We've exhausted part five. We have read all of it. We have watched all of it. Um, I can finally, uh, put a, put a pin in my favorite Jojo part. Yeah. It's it's extremely uh, good. Um, and it's the first part like on this show that we have both read and watched entirely, right? Yep. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yep. It's weird, dude. (laughs) And same's gonna happen with six, seven, and eight. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, uh, I mean, if, if if David Pro keeps up their consistency with this, they're gonna they're gonna finish part seven before part eight's even done. <laughs> there was almost two years of time in between the four and five. It was like I know five hundred odd days. I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be okay. But, You're a lot more optimistic than I am. Yes, I'm optimistic. But <laughs> that'll do it for us this week. Andy, tell them where they can find us. Oh, God, where do they find us? I oh, all right, so let's see. Let's get out of the list. You got SoundCloud, check. Mm-hmm. iTunes, check. Check. Google Play, check. Well, it's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Podcasts. Fuck. Apple Podcasts. Fuck. Check. Uh, and then hit us up on Twitter. At JoJo underscore cast. Uh, find us on Reddit. Jack posts the episodes on Reddit, I think. I never check, but I just accept yeah. that he does it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He, I, I wouldn't know, you know. Yeah. He, he could just yeah. be pretending that he does. What's Reddit? Well, who, uh, I don't know. Never been. So r slash Stardust Crusaders. Maybe we're there. Maybe we're not. I don't know. Ask Jack. And yeah, ask me. Yeah, ass Jack. And, and that really about uh, covers it, I think. I think I hit them all. So thank you yeah. for joining us for another episode of What a Beautiful Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. See you all later. Bye.